0: guys, what's up? Welcome back to Money and Mental Peace for a cool, different sort of episode, a question and answer time with my friend Tara, Tara and I'm Tara, Um, from the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast. We're going to talk about some other junk that you guys deal with while in college, like around your period, your hormones, and then also diets and body comparison help because that is a huge part of your mental health and mental peace in college, you know, related to the podcast title, Money and Mental Peace. And the thing is, stress usually, usually exacerbates, is that the word? Exacerbates? Um, a lot of issues with your hormones, and then like, you know, not having the right perspective on yourself, and body comparison, and other stuff to others. Um, And before we get into all of the physical like physical body stuff and mental peace stuff i do want to mention to you that sometimes finances plays a big role in handling stress so Finances are important to have them situated in order because, like, you even see stuff around the world, like, it's a leading cause of divorce. Not that you guys are married at this point, but just a leading cause of, or sometimes stress or estrangement or falling out in relationships or whatever. And if you can feel like finances are in order, a lot of times stress has helped, which gives you a better hormonal balance and all the things we're going to talk about in this episode. So it is one of those foundational things that can help. And so if you're tuning in, maybe you're new, you're wondering what money and mental peace is, what this podcast even is, I just want to let you know, I get it. There's stress around college, around anything physical, mental, and then also paying for college and deciding what to do in college, right? And wouldn't you love to be able to relieve that anxiety? Just to know how to get money for college, what easy scholarships to apply for, um, you know, know you're following God's plan for your major, know where you can go to get a good job that still leaves you time for homework, like, all the things. So imagine if you walked into next semester knowing exactly how you were going to pay for the rest of college and know that you're aligned with God's will for what you're studying. So basically, that part of the stressor in your brain could just be re- released because you'll you'll know that you'll be finishing school with no debt you'll know and feel confident in the school and career choices that you were making you know you'll know that you'll be following God in these steps. This is possible for you. I myself was able to graduate without loans from college and I even had ten thousand dollars left in my bank account after that's not just to toot my own horn but to show you it is possible and I really felt more um, connected and led by God to confidently be following him into my life path, you know? So that's why I created my online course called the Debt-Free College Blueprint, where I teach you how to find God's path for college and graduate loan and debt-free. So in the course, I walk you through developing uh, a God-focused Uh, major and debt-free mindset. If you're already established in your school and major, that's fine. This can still help you if you have to decide those things or if you're past that and just figuring out how to pay for college. So I walk through keeping a college budget, um, finding free classes, yes, free classes, really cheap textbooks, amazing scholarships and grants, and all these things, while ensuring that God stays at the center of your college journey. If that sounds like it would just be a great help to release some stress in your life, which honestly I think could help relieve the stress over what we're going to be talking about soon, you know, because Tara in this episode talks about how stress really messes with your hormones, which leads to you know wonky periods and then you know body comparison weird diets you don't want to deal with all the things let me help you handle that money stress so that you can be feel more relieved and your body more relaxed to deal with this other stuff all these q a's we're doing in this episode over periods hormones diets body comparison help for christian college girls cool All right, if you are interested in this online course, you can go to debtfreecollegeblueprint.com. Also link in the description below. Again, that is debtfreecollegeblueprint.com. Cool. All right, guys, let's get into it. in debt but also afraid i hadn't heard jesus correctly was i studying the wrong thing was i completely off track i felt semi out of control and was spiraling until i learned how to hear from god and follow his direction he guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college scholarships grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. It's Kara with my new friend Tara. And also, Tara. First of all, can you tell us how to pronounce your last name and briefly mention that era story you just told me about?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'm Tara Fallman, so it's German. That you can thank my husband for that. But I just think of like, ah, I'm falling Fallman. Yeah, that's how you say it. Um, F A U L. If you're looking for me online, um, yeah. When I was in middle school, I'm a Tara. My two best friends were Kara and Sarah. And when we were in middle school, a Mashera actually moved in. So Tara, Sarah, Kara, and Mashera were the best friends in middle love school. It. So random. I love
0: it. I love it.
1: Cool, <laughs> cool, cool.
0: Um, well, welcome to the podcast. Your content is totally applicable, especially in my opinion, to the mental peace realm I talk about. So uh, Tara, Kara, Mashera, Farah, Lara, Mera. Tara, will you briefly introduce yourself and then oh, we're yeah. going to get started on some applicable content um to talk about our yes. bodies our cycle and our mental peace.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I mean that pretty much sums up everything we always need to talk about, right? Um, I, again, Tara Fallman, I have the no nonsense wellness podcast, Um, uh, my website's tarafallman.com, and I started my career as a therapist. So I kind of take that therapy piece and I bring it into what I now do, which is nutrition and wellness coaching. Um, long story about how that transition was made, but basically it's the idea that I teach is that as women, we really need to understand if we want to be healthy, we need to understand how our mind works and how our body works and how they work together. Because most programs and people out there are only addressing one part, right? You go to the therapist, you talk about what's happening in your head, you go to the, you know, you do the diet and you get the trainer and they talk about what's happening in your body. But the two things together are how we actually make progress. Um So that's what I teach people. That's what I coach women on um, long-term weight loss and health so that they don't ever have to go on stupid diets that they hate again. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those stupid diets that you Um, hate—no one likes them, (laughs) right? We just do them because it's what we know.
0: And I think I think that's really applicable because, also, in my opinion, I'm not sure I would call it a diet, but there are some lifestyle habits I've developed that some might say are like not that whole. Like some might hate but like, Mm -hmm. I love it. You know what I mean? Just like different things. Like people talk about like, like, um, oh, here's an extra way. Like water is nasty. An extra way to drink water, put fruit and put other stuff, whatever in it. And I'm just like, I love how water just tastes by itself. So I actually am doing the traditional thing that people drink a lot of water. So I love how you said that because I think that going with our mental too, some stuff that you hate others might like, and that mm-hmm. others hate you might like. Yeah. And so there is, no one size all. All.
1: there is no one solution that's right for everyone. Yes. But most of us don't know how to go through the process of figuring out what's right for us. So and that's, that's why I want why you, you to tell <laughs> Sorry. I think I interrupted
0: your la what you were saying. That's why I want to know how and why and talking about comparison and, and yeah, I love water and someone else might need to do something else. Our first topic, it's a bit broad, but I'd love for you to expound on it. And then of course, people can go to your podcast to learn more. Mm-hmm. Is just how to not get into that comparison trap, you know, and have that healthy relationship with food, yeah. you know, yeah tell us all the things. It it never goes
1: away. Right. It starts like I had friends in high school who were on diets, right? They, they started dieting in high school and they are now in their forties and they are still on diets. And, and it's just this back and forth. Like I gain it, I lose it. I gain it. I lose it. I restrict. And then I binge, I restrict. And then I binge. And if we're going to talk like an overarching theme, I was thinking and praying today about like, what do I really want these girls to hear? And what I really want them to hear is the comparison. We're making the wrong comparisons all the time, right? We're comparing ourselves to the world's view of what we're supposed to look like, right? How we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to eat, how big our waist is, how big our butt is, how big our lips are, like, or how small we're constantly comparing ourselves to the world's idea of what beauty is, of what we're supposed to be. And we're making the wrong comparison. We should be comparing ourselves to what is God's idea of who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be. We should be comparing ourselves to the ideal of Jesus, right? We... Are always making the wrong comparisons. Yeah. I I hate that person that interrupts a
0: ton. I will not be that person that interrupts. Go for it. I feel like I just got a random inspiration. I love it. Here, let's hear it. You just said we're supposed to be pattern and compare, comparing ourselves after Jesus. If you remember, Mm -hmm. Bible says there was nothing beautiful per se outwardly about him to attract us to him and Mm -hmm. what a huge impact he made on the world now Mm -hmm. anyone listening you are beautiful and i'm sure you're beautiful but if you're not but if you're not like feeling especially beautiful right now and there's comparison Mm -hmm. just remember being like jesus doesn't mean you're as you don't look a certain way yeah like i mean no he was the most influential person and and god in the entire world and he was not uh GQ model. So like no. I just wanted Jesus to Jesus never that.
1: walked around worried about what the other people thought about him in a bikini at the pool. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this was not a thought Jesus had. Jesus was more concerned about his mission on earth, about being a good son to the Father. Like that's what it was about. And so we get so trapped in these little pieces of like looking a certain way and, and it's not going to get us where we think it's going to get us. It's not going to get us the things or the people or anything in our life that we want. Only comparing ourselves internally, I think is the, I guess the point here, right? Um, thinking about who you are as a person. And then how does that reflect on the outside? What does that look like on the outside? Does that make that sense? Makes <laughs>
0: sense? Totally. Totally. Yeah.
1: Cool. So.
0: That's, that's the big picture. And I love that all of it. I I agree. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but how can that come down to a practical mindset and practical steps to have a healthy relationship with food and our bodies that Mm -hmm. can encourage that mental peace in college Mm -hmm. or, or this
1: age range or whatever, how- well, I, I think it starts in college, right? I feel like the comparison game gets real bad in college. Um And people would say like, oh, social media and Instagram. But listen, I'm old enough to know before there was social media, there was magazines and there was commercials and there was TV shows and there was MTV and there was Victoria's Secret models. Like it's not any different. We're all still playing the same game. We just have different tools that we're doing it with. So I think in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and and forever, the the key is, is keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Like if you feel – you have to be self-aware. You have to understand if I'm looking at Instagram and I look at this girl and I'm thinking, well, I don't look like that and I'm not good enough because I don't look like that. You have to have some self-awareness about that. You have to understand your thoughts and how they're affecting you and how to change them that's that's a huge skill that takes time to learn but being able to think about your own thoughts and and being able to change them that's the skill that will change your entire life mm-hmm. um right jesus is jesus said, renew renew your mind you have to renew your mind constantly and that means you have to be aware of your thoughts constantly that's hard but it's doable i love how you said that because that reminds
0: me is like i Sometimes it's good to set boundaries for social media. And then sometimes I get all extreme and, you know, only child, firstborn child feel. And then I have like too many boundaries and then I'm stressed. But I would try to do something <laughs> like not look at social media before bed or something like that because I was self-aware to know that, all right, well, I eventually became self-aware and I still mess yes, up. it's process. That could really mess me up to fall
1: asleep. You know, there's a time to- What do you fill in your brain with? Yeah. What are you putting in there? Right. What shows are you watching? Right. Are you watching? Are you watching the bachelor? And it's just all this superficial everything. And there's no real substance to the people or the relationships or right. Like, what are you putting in your brain that matters that matters? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think I didn't, I didn't really understand that or learn that into until into my thirties and forties, um, I I had like a health issue. I have an autoimmune disorder and it wasn't until my, my, I was, oh, I've always been an athlete. I've always been healthy. I've always, you know, um, gone to the gym. I've always done all those things. And then all of a sudden, all of it was taken away. I had nothing. I, my body didn't work anymore. And when that stuff is taken away, the stuff that I thought was important, the stuff that I put all my mental energy into, When that was gone, I had to really focus on the other stuff. I had to focus on my relationship with food. I had to focus on how I felt about my body now that my body did not look like my body used to look. When you're in your 20s, it's really easy to be like, I'll just always be fine, right? I'll always be healthy and everything's fine and I can eat Pop-Tarts and Top Ramen all day and nothing matters. And then you get into your 30s and your 40s and all that crap catches up with you (laughs) and it really starts to matter. So if I could tell someone in their 20s to learn that lesson then, then you wouldn't have to go through the hard stuff that you might have gone through later. If you can understand in your 20s that your body is just one part of the whole you, right? Your your relationship with food is one part of the whole you. All of these things are just parts. They're not you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's not the whole you. It's not who you are. And if you can understand... How to change your thoughts about those things, then they'll have less control over you. Mm -hmm. Right. My, the way I felt about my body was controlling my choices. It was controlling my relationship with God. It was, it had a lot of influence over me. And so really, God had like took the whole thing away, took it all away. (laughs) It's like, nope, you're done with this. You got to figure out the rest of this stuff.
0: Wow. That. So, I mean, sometimes when I interview people, like I have next steps or there's just an obvious like, just from the conversation, what the next question is. So I'm deviating a little bit, but like, I love it. I think it's story time. I think it's story time to hear, okay, let's hear you it. how you kind of, no, ask yeah, you my story, you kind of dug out of that or yeah. dug yourself or God dug you out of that. Like Yeah. Yeah. It was both. Like, it like,
1: requires both.
0: Let's let's, I would love to hear in a nutshell, or maybe a, maybe a coconut shell because a nutshell doesn't, <laughs> a only nut. doesn't give you enough time. <laughs> So, so, like, tell me some of that. And then yeah. t- at, with your story, could you mm-hmm. also kind of tie in a couple practical things that someone listening yeah, yeah. sure. to do yeah. to just start today?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... Okay. So let's go back. I, I had two kids and I think it started long before that, but you know, it's, uh, the autoimmune disorder is called Hashimoto's. It's actually very common. Um, lots of women who think they have low thyroid actually have this autoimmune disorder. And it got to the point I was undiagnosed for a really long time and it got to the point where my body just didn't function anymore. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I was gaining weight. I was losing weight. I was depressed i was anxious i was all these things but it was all because of what was going on in my body and because my body no longer worked my i felt like i was losing myself all along in my life i've been very attached to that body right i was an athlete um it was my identity what my body could do and how it looked and what i was capable of that was a huge part of my identity and so then when that large piece of my identity was taken um and it was gone. I had to figure out, well, who am I without that? And that when that was when it, it took me a while, right? Like we're slow learners, <laughs> us humans, we're slow learners. But it, it took me a while. But I realized um, for the spirituality part, that was God taking it purposefully and realizing, making me understand, like, girl, your identity is not in your body. Your identity is in me. Your mm-hmm. identity is in what I have for you. And that changed everything. It changed. You know what I was doing for a career. It changed me as a person. It changed me as a mom and as a wife and as a friend. It changed it changed the whole direction that I was going in my life. Um, And so then for the food piece, obviously I was super sick, and so we had to figure out like, well, Tara, now you have to like really face the fact that you do eat emotionally a lot, and you actually do overeat a lot, and you actually do have a problem with not stopping. Like at two cookies, you eat ten cookies, and then you feel guilty about it. You actually are struggling with all of these things. But you were using fitness to counteract it, right? I didn't have to think about it so much because I would just go work out more. Mm-hmm. Totally an unhealthy, like, relationship in general. Um, but yeah. even though exercising out can help way. mental
0: health too, but like it's not when you're compensating, and it's not always healthy.
1: Yeah. And that's totally what I was doing, right? I was using fitness as a way to not deal with this other stuff. And when I didn't have fitness anymore because I couldn't do it, I had to deal with this other stuff. And so I worked on my relationship with food and I started to understand the cycle that I was putting myself in of I would restrict, restrict, right? Like, oh, I can't eat all these things. I got to go on a diet. I got to lose weight again. And then I would, because of that, I would then eat more later, right? I would be like, oh, I've been good all week. And then I would totally binge on a Saturday or instead of making myself a meal, I would eat like the nuggets and the macaroni on my kid's plate and pretend like I didn't eat anything, like it didn't count. Um, and so for for that part of it, it was really me having a, a clear understanding of my patterns of behavior and how to interject into those patterns of behavior to make change. Um, and that's that's the therapist part of me coming out. Um, but that is really what it's about for all of us. It is about understanding our own patterns of behavior And how to interject into those to change them to Mm -hmm. something that is serving us more. So it was like, yes,
0: it was like you were stripped of what was distracting you. The crutch. The crutch was taken away. To Mm -hmm. the core of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So then now looking back if you could have done it I'm not gonna say the right way because we we all have different journeys but if mm-hmm. you could have applied what you learned and um started it um, more efficiently I don't know if that's the right yeah. word to use I guess so like
1: I'm having coming out. to the understanding without the dramatic yes <laughs> like
0: God taking the
1: without fragment. the dramatic
0: um how, <laughs> yeah. if someone asked you how how yeah. to not get caught in the yo-yo diet cycle. And I yeah. think you talked about mindset yeah, yeah. and thoughts and whatever. What's mm-hmm. something that someone could do today to start being more self-aware with all of that?
1: The number one thing I, I, I say is instead of thinking about what you need to take away to get what you want, what can you add to get what you want? So <laughs> instead of taking away, oh, I'm not going to eat carbs and I'm only going to eat at these times. And I'm only going to eat this, that, or the other. And I have all these rules and I'm never having cake again. Instead of All the things that you're going to take away to try and make change. What are the things that you could add in order to make change? Could you add a little more water? Could you add more sleep? Could you add more movement? Could you add more vegetables? Could you add more protein? What are the little things, teeny tiny, like small, 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 super small, like so small that you'd be like, there's no way this is going to make a difference, but I'll just try it anyway. That's the small. Don't do the big stuff. Do the small stuff. So can I add one serving of vegetables a day? Can I add eight ounces of more water a day? Can I sleep for an extra 10 minutes tonight? Like those tiny changes, they add up over time. That's how you create lasting change that lasts. Because we always try to do this big, huge thing, right? I'm going to go from like, I'm eating burgers three times a week to I'm like going whole 30, right? Or I'm going vegan. We try to make this huge, drastic change. The drastic change doesn't last. We have to make the teeny, tiny, small things that add up over time. So the biggest thing then, I guess, the biggest change creator is to what can you add? What tiny thing can you add that over time would make a difference? I love that, honestly,
0: because that earlier this year when I was just, you know, you you get random kicks of inspiration. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure I was on a yo-yo diet cycle, but I, I do feel more inspired sometimes. And I think that's just a a humanness and and like, Mm -hmm. okay, we fluctuate, but I was trying that. I literally was like, what if I don't take away stuff? What if I add, I, I had different parts. I was like, add more water, add more vegetables. And then later it was like, add more sleep add another walk-in or something. Mm-hmm. And then you're not um, denying your <laughs> leveling up. I don't know. Like there's something like that. That is yeah. so cool. Well,
1: You're not working against your brain that way. Cause your brain gets tired. When you try to make big, huge changes at once, your brain literally gets tired. It's called decision fatigue and your brain. So let's say, let's give you an example. You decide you're going to start a diet on Monday. And on Monday, you're not eating these 15 things and you're only eating these things. And then all day Monday, your your brain is like, oh, is that on my diet? Can I eat that? Will that make me fat? Am I supposed to have that? Is ketchup on my diet? I don't even remember. Oh my gosh, there's donuts in the break room. I really want a donut, but I can't have a donut. It's not on my diet, right? Your brain all day long is like trying to make choices of all the rules that you just gave it. Mm -hmm. By the time you get to like (laughs) Wednesday, like it doesn't take very long. By the time you get to Wednesday, your brain's like, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm going to eat the donut because I just don't even care anymore. I'm exhausted. Sometimes it's by the time you get to dinner that night, right? Monday night, you might get home from work and be like, oh, I don't even know what to make for dinner. I'm so exhausted. And so then you like eat Cheetos on the couch. Like that's why we have to keep it super, super small and doable because your brain really doesn't, it's going to fight you every step of the way. Hmm. And that goes along with your hormones too. Like, right. We're talking about making sure that we're working with our bodies and working with the way our brain works and working with the way our body works we need to also work with the way our hormones work right And everything we do all the time is like going against our own biology and i and want to get into that it but can i ask uh-huh. a question first
0: until oh you kind of froze can you hear me
1: Yeah, I'm
0: okay. Okay. I want to ask a question first before because I know where you're going with that, but like I'm all excited because I I think of new questions. You just said decision fatigue. And Uh not only is my listener probably dealing with all of this we're talking about, but it's like am I on the right track in college? What am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with my life? Also, how am I going to pay for it? Oh yeah. So decision fatigue, I haven't heard of it Mm -hmm. termed quite that way. So is that like an official term or like with you being therapist too? I mean, you're not just I don't know if
1: it's like a, it's a therapist term for sure.
0: (laughs) Yes. So like there really is like, (laughs) your brain can get can, it's almost like your brain can hurt from all the thinking and all the Literally, stuff in college. It does. So if then you
1: find yourself like emotionally eating Cheetos at nine o'clock at night on the couch because you're stressed out, that is decision fatigue. Your mm-hmm. brain turned off. It does not want to figure it out anymore. That's why we talk about habits a lot, creating healthy habits, because a habit is something that your brain doesn't have to think about. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And so the more healthy habits you can create, the more you can be on this Um, healthy autopilot. Your brain very much likes to be on autopilot. It very much likes to do things without having to think about them. For a lot of us, it's doing things that are not helpful (laughs) without thinking about them. So if we can switch that and help our brain have good habits that we're doing on autopilot that it doesn't have to think about, we are less likely to have decision fatigue. Um, So that we have more energy in our prefrontal cortex, your brain requires energy, right? In the back of your brain, is like that kind of autopilot brain. And it just wants to just do its thing and don't bother me. I don't want to make choices. The front of your brain is where you're making all the, those decisions. What's my major? How am I going to pay for this? What job should I get? What am I going to do after school? How am I going to get home for Christmas? How am I going to have enough time to study for this final and go out on a date, right? Like all the things you're trying to figure out. Your brain can only do so much of that. It can only handle so much of that. So the more you can put on healthy habit autopilot, the better. So that's one of the other big things that, you know, I'm always coaching women to do. What are those things?
0: I hadn't heard it quite that way before, but I love that. So it's like, sometimes I would think healthy habits of being like a, oh, it, it, like annoying and, and just trying to, cause it's good. You got to have healthy habits, but like equating that to all the stress and decisions and yeah, the big picture of it, that would turn you to not you, but whoever to like, mm-hmm save energy easier default is what healthy habits can develop that's a whole yeah. new world yeah 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 okay. yeah anyone yeah. listening like that's why we need healthy <laughs> habits so like
1: i love yeah. that yeah cuz your brain wants to turn off it doesn't want to make all those choices all the time it's it's very expensive energetically for your brain to make a lot of choices and, and so that's why times- like Oh, sorry. If you want to go to the gym, right? Like there might be some days where you're like, well, it's Monday and I always have leg day on Monday. Well, you know what? That might not be the best thing for your brain or your stress or your body or your progress. It might be better for you just to just take a walk because energetically you have stressed yourself out enough that that you don't need to exert any more energy in a hard workout. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's
0: awesome. And that that goes away with listening to your body, which I'm going to do this clever segue if I do say for myself (laughs) into how we are working with our biology and that ties into our cycle instead of against it so for me I've learned how more water helps how more sleep helps Mm -hmm. how different types of stretching helps for example when like I'm on my period and our cycle is not just our period our cycle is the whole month you know
1: yeah Uh
0: so um like I'm just gonna give you free reign. My question yeah. is very general. It's just how can we develop that basic basic understanding of how our cycle works yeah. and like work with our biology in this scenario? Yes.
1: Yep. Work with your brain, work with your biology. So in general, the things that we want to pay most attention to are our sex hormones and how they fluctuate throughout the, the month and then also our stress hormones. Those are the biggies. Um and so your stress hormones are going to affect everything, including your sex hormones. So you want to pay attention to your stress levels. But for your for your actual sorry, productivity- wait a second, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you define sex hormones? Because yeah. I know what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. if like my girls in college and are like
1: we're not married yet, you know, doesn't know no. I'm not talking, about that. I'm <laughs> I'm talking about that. Explain that
0: briefly. Yeah. I'm me. talking
1: about your estrogen and your progesterone, primarily the two okay. hormones that are released during your menstrual cycle. Okay, so let's let's do basics. About day one through 14, so day one is the first start of your period. So the first start that you are menstruating, okay? You're bleeding. That, however many days that lasts for you. But day one through 14 is called your follicular phase. And during that time is when we have uh, estrogen on the rise. And estrogen is a really important hormone for us. It's very um, healthy for our metabolism. It's a great hormone for insulin sensitivity. So energy that we're bringing on board, we're using more effectively, like in our workouts. um, We generally have more energy during that first one through 14-ish days. So if you are working out, or if you're doing hard things, if you're doing finals or papers or anything big that requires a lot of energy and a lot of focus, that's when you're going to want to do those types of things. Um, so if you're trying for a new PR in the gym or you want to add weights or reps or you want to you know, do something big, that's when you're going to want to focus on that. Around day 14 is when we ovulate. And that begins our luteal phase. And so this is where estrogen starts to really tank and drop off and progesterone starts to rise. This imbalance is where we tend to, if we're going to have PMS problems, right? It's that, you know, week or two before your period. The progesterone is incredibly important for your body, but it's also the time where you're going to want to pull back a little bit. You're going to want to do a little bit more relaxing uh or gentle or low-impact exercise. You're not going to want to take on huge projects that are going to require a ton of energy or stress for you because it's just not going to be there. You're going to react poorly to that. So react poorly. That's, that's so this is also yeah.
0: mentally how to handle <laughs> this.
1: Time. Yeah. Well, it all... It affects your, your sex hormones is what they are. So your progesterone and your estrogen, they affect your brain. So if you are prone to depression or anxiety, that's usually when this is going to happen is in that second half of your phase. Mm -hmm. So if you know that, right, you can just start tracking and, and kind of maneuvering your life in such a way to pay attention to what your body needs at those times and really working with that instead of against that.
0: Oh yeah, Definitely. Mm -hmm. Also, I think you froze. Oh, I did. Oh, where did I freeze? Nope. You're good. Okay. Yeah. I can hear you. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. If I interrupted you, it was just because I wasn't sure if you were there. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. No, I was just saying, you know, that's working with your, working with your own biology is going to be really, really important. And I didn't understand all those things when I was in my twenties. Right Again, I was eating you know pop tarts and top ramen and like didn't really pay attention. but if you can learn those things now, you will set yourself up for a situation later where you are understanding how your body works. You don't have to go on diets you understand how to work with your body, you understand how to work with your brain. The faster the earlier age you understand those things, the better. you don't know, have these struggles that these womens in their forties and fifties do that I'm dealing that I you know deal with right now.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love just the realm of podcasting because I feel like I'm like equipped for like whatever in my upcoming decades. (laughs) So it basically sounds like you're and now we don't base all our all our decisions on feelings and emotions, but within reason, it's kind of like you're telling us do what feels good (laughs) or do what you feel like doing to a degree of listening to your body, right?
1: Yeah. Listen. And I think when we go on a diet, when we start a new workout plan, when we try to force our thing, ourselves to do all these things, we are not paying attention to what our body actually is telling us, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm only, if I'm, if my diet says that I only eat these foods and I eat only these many calories and this much protein and this much carbs and this much fat, well, what if I need less than that in a day? What if I need more than that on a particular mm-hmm. day? learning how to pay attention to what your body is telling you is the same thing as learning how to shut up and pay attention to what God is telling you. Mm. It's almost the same process. Mm -hmm. You just got to be quiet and get rid of all the junk and the rules and actually just listen and pay attention. I love that.
0: That's so awesome. Guys, this is just like an overview and we have mentioned and referenced um cycles before on the podcast, but it's not like a constant throughout. So I'm glad we brought this up again. Mm-hmm. If you guys want more on all of this kind of broad topic, definitely check out Tara's podcast, but I will let you know, Tara, we're actually running a little low on um our Zoom. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see the countdown. <laughs> so I would love for you to Give any other point that's just like been in the back of your brain that you wanted my listeners to know about all of this and also tell them where they can find you.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Let's start with where you can find me. Go to okay. terafolman.com, F-A-U-L-M-A-N-N. Um, I'm on all the places. I'm not on social media a ton. So if you want to talk to me, um, you can head up my website or listen to the podcast, No Nonsense Wellness Podcast. I have a program there called the Healthy Mind, Healthy Body Program. So if this stuff, if you're like, Oh, dang, this is making sense to me. That's something you might want to check out. Um, and I would leave you just with the idea of. It doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. Mm. It can be way easier. Health and wellness and relationship with God and relationship with other people, relationship with ourselves and our own bodies. It does not have to be as complicated as we always seem to make it. There's an easier, easier way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's sometimes
0: the way is to just Add good things if it's like food, like water, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's take away things if it's working out, like intense workouts. Yeah. Not that that's always the case, but I think you just gave a lot of freedom and like validation to my listeners. Oh, um, good. They can, within reason and healthy boundaries,
1: do what mm-hmm. they feel like, meaning what their body feels like and what yeah, their body. Pay attention needs. to what it's telling you. Yeah. Your body was created to tell you what it needs. That's what yeah. it, that God made it that way. So listen to it. <laughs>
0: I love that. I love that. Guys, go
1: check out
0: Tara's podcast, No Nonsense Wellness. Is I say that right? It is, yep. And um to learn more about all these topics. And awesome. until next time, we'll keep equipping you to have enough money and mental peace to get through college. Thanks, Thank you, guys. Paris. Thanks, Tara. Bye. Hey girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot? post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.